Welcome to the Prophecy Forum podcast with Pastor Larry Cockerham, bringing you the latest in current events as they relate to Bible prophecy. Listen in as these are not your normal studies from the Old and New Testament scriptures. Here in Luke chapter 16, verse 19, it tells us there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Beside all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Well, it's an age-old question. What happens after death? This particular uh, study, uh, once years ago, I ran across a particular tape from W.A. Crystal, and it was called Five Minutes After Death. And I went on to do some other studies and various theological books, and I found that uh, in the Old Testament, there was some differences than the new. But here in this particular section in Luke 16, we find that uh, these two individuals give us a contrast. One was rich and one was poor. One was sick and the other healthy, at least initially. But we find that the rich man had no compassion. Uh, for Lazarus and his uh, lengthy illness. But it says they both died. That tells me one day there's going to be a leveler. I used to have, we used to have a, a church that had a cemetery right up the road, right up about 60 yards from the house. And I would walk there many times during the day and I'd look at some of the tombstones and all they would have would be a name, a date of birth, and a date of death. 
very little information uh, for an individual. I always thought that it would be great if we had a little bit more information. What did that person do for a living? Uh, did he, what did he die of? How, how was his life? Did he have a family? You know, these things uh, would be, to me, important. But this rich man in hell, he could see. He could see Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And he could also hear the screams and those that were wailing and gnashing of teeth. He could feel the pain of, of the torment of the fire. He said that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. So hell is a place of thirst, a place of pain, a place of frustration. But it's also a place of memory. The poor rich man remembered every witness who ever came to his gate. He remembers that he could have been saved. He remembers that he could have lived for the Lord. So it was not only a place of remembrance, but a place of memory and remorse. And so we find that hell's a place of unshakable convictions. Five minutes after death, the rich man was convinced that hell was real, that it was not the grave, that it was not a place of annihilation, that a loving God will allow man to go to hell. Notice I said allow, and that it was not purgatory. So let's look a little bit deeper into the subject of five minutes after death. Theologically speaking, this is called the intermediate state. In the Old Testament, the word in Hebrew was Sheol. The word in the New Testament is in the Greek, Hades. So it's Sheol in the Hebrew and Hades in the Greek. In the Old Testament, both the lost and the saved went to the same area called Hades, the place of departed spirits. We find here in Luke 16 that Jesus quoted that Hades has two compartments. One is called Abraham's bosom and the other torments. And we found that there is a great gulf that separates the two. We find later that Abraham's bosom is also called paradise. Now we find in Psalm 16 that it tells us, Thou will not leave my soul in hell or Hades. That's in Acts 2.27. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Now in Psalm 16, it uses the word Sheol for hell or Hades. Thus they're the same. Hades and Sheol are the same. And we find... When we get to the cross, before the cross, we find that Hades was in two compartments. Abraham's bosom, the place of the departed righteous, where Lazarus went, and the place of torment, where the rich man went. And this great gulf separated these two sections. Jesus tells us in uh, Matthew twelve forty. The location of Hades. He says, For as Jonas 
was three days and three nights in the well belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In Ephesians 4, 9 and 10, it's also clear. It says that now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And in Philippians 2, 9 and 10, it says, God hath highly exalted him that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. So where is the location of this place? It is in the heart of the earth, the bowels of the earth. Well, that's what Jesus said. So that was before the cross. Everybody went to Hades in two separate compartments. The saved in Abraham's bosom, the lost there in uh, torment. And then there was a, a separation between these two, a great gulf fixed. So that was before the cross. At the time of the cross, after the crucifixion of Jesus, we know that Jesus went into Hades. It says in Psalm 16:10, Thou wilt not leave my soul in Sheol. Now remember, Sheol is a Hebrew word. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. But Peter there in Acts chapter 2 calls it Hades. That's there in Acts 2.27. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell or Hades. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. So we see that Sheol and Hades are the same. Well, he told the thief on the cross, he said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's in Luke 23, 43, B. Today thou shalt, shalt thou be with me in paradise. So we learned that paradise was another name given to Abraham's bosom, which was the place of the righteous dead. So therefore, at the time of the cross, this is what happened. And of course, when Jesus told this in Luke 16, he was speaking of the time before the cross. Now, after the cross, where do we go when we die? Well, the unrighteous still go to Sheol or Hades, awaiting the last judgment. The righteous... Go to heaven to be with the Lord. Notice what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8. We are confident and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, Paul said in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 2 through 4, he said, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot. God knoweth, such a one caught up to the third heaven. Now the Bible teaches there are three heavens. The first heaven is where the birds are flying, the atmospheric heaven. The second heaven is the solar system and galaxies in outer space. And the third heaven is where God dwells. So this is where Paul was caught up. And he said, I knew such a man, whether... In the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into 
paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter. Okay, so we know that when Jesus rose there on the resurrection, that he translated Abraham's bosom or paradise into the third heaven. And so therefore, when we die, when we open up our eyes in death, we are present with the Lord. Because Paul says, we are confident and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So now the believer immediately goes to be uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, interesting, in 2 Peter chapter 2, it also talks about another hell. One thing I want to mention also is in Mark chapter 10, there is another place that talks about hell. Here in Mark chapter 10, he says, And if thy hand, this is Jesus speaking, offend thee, cut it off, it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Three times Jesus mentions this word hell. Now if you go to the margins, for verse 43, the word in Greek is Gehenna. And it's talking about the final hell. It's talking about the lake of fire. There in Revelation 20. Three times he mentions this. He said, if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It's better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell or Gehenna. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. And that word is also, also Gehenna. One other place couple other places I want to mention is the fact that there is even a lower hell. A lower hell here in 2 Peter, if I can find it right quick, 2 Peter chapter 2, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 4, it says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell. Now that word in the Greek is Tartarus. Tartarus. And delivered in them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And spared not the old world that saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live godly. And delivered just lot, fixed with the vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So there is a lower hell. For those angels that left their first estate. Over here in, uh, I believe it's Jude, verse 6. It says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own 
habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So therefore there is a lower hell where these angels were cast into the darkness of the abyss. Notice here in chapter 20 of Revelation, it says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell, verse 13, that word is Hades in the Greek, delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is not just for a week or a year or 20 years or a lifetime. This is throughout all eternity. And so therefore, that is just some of the different names we find for hell in the word of God. Uh, there in Numbers 16.33, it talks about Korah and his family were uh, swallowed up by the earth into the pit. That word pit. Uh, is the same place as Hades. Same thing as Sheol. So we find there are different words, but different places. There's Sheol and Hades, uh, two different words for the same place in the Old and New Testament. There is Tartarus for those angels that left their first estate. There is uh, the uh, Lake of Fire, mentioned in Mark chapter 9, that is... Uh, also translated hell, but in the Greek it is Gehenna. So therefore, it does make a difference whether we're talking about before or during or after the cross. But nevertheless, that tells us the main question, what happens after death? What happens five minutes after we die? If we're a believer, we go to be with the Lord. If we're an unbeliever, there is a place called hell. This morning, I thank you for tuning in. And if you uh, have any questions, just make sure to text me at 9350886. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And main, mainly just keep looking up for the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Prophecy Forum podcast with Pastor Larry Cockerham. 